Hi. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Bush just said something funny. And we just had a good laugh. He said his hair is effed up. Can't see it. Well, it's going to go on YouTube. So, oh, he's putting on a hat. Uh, welcome to episode 88 of Res Hockey. I am Trev. And with me, as always, is Mr. Dennis Major, a.k.a. Bush. What's up, Bush? Not much. I'm uh, I'm at I'm at an odd ends right now. I'm a little torn. No, just kidding. I'm 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 happy for our cousin White Cloud. Yeah, it was. Uh, we'll mention. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, it, like we're happy. We're happy that. Well, regardless, someone won, right? Yeah. So, uh, got a quick question: Do you like being called Bush or Bushy? Since your hair is bushy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll just leave it at that then. Uh, yeah, so yeah, welcome to another episode of uh, Raz Hawking. If this is your first time joining us, thanks for uh, taking the time to come hang with Bush and I. We really appreciate your yeah, company. And and if you're uh, not a stranger, welcome back and uh, sit back, relax for the next hour. We're going to talk some hockey, talk some funny stories, and talk some caca. Yeah. So I just want to give Lan acknowledgement that we are recording on Treaty 3 territory, home of the Anishinaabe. Oh! <laughs> Did you do it? That tickles. It man. tickles. <laughs> if you're listening on like Apple or Spotify, you have to watch us on YouTube. Just Bush's uh, what, what he's doing right now with his nose. <laughs> demonstration he's, he's demonstrating one of our manscape products so yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to that oh. shortly so like i said we are on the traditional land of the anishinaabe on treaty three territory uh we're recording kenora ontario so what's up treaty three what's yeah. what's up what's shaking from the north end well, north end of the tracks is what we're really. Yeah, <laughs> what's shaking? He goes. Uh, floor's all yours, there, Bushy. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> all right, uh, you're on YouTube. You watched me do that live, uh, actual demo. Um, we got part of that uh, little package we're uh, we have for Manscaped. Uh, support for uh. Red Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and nostril hair. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Res Hockey Podcast. At manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, which it usually is, it's about 16 million balls. <laughs> that's a tough thing to say. Like, I don't know yeah. what to say after that. Like, what do you say after you say that's uh, 16 million balls? Yeah. So. It's like, that's, I don't know. But yeah, go to uh, manscaped.com. And when you purchase a kit, use our password not password special code, code. res hockey what yep yep 
and uh, you'll get 20% off and free shipping to the res. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and when you purchase it, you, you're helping us, you're supporting us. So get to it. Uh, our guest for episode 88 is from Kamloops, British Columbia. He is a defenseman with the Iowa Wild. He played a couple seasons, couple games. I think he played 17 games in the show for the Detroit Red Wings. And he played for PB, PBCN Stars at the Freddy. Uh, our, our guest for episode 88 is Mr. Joe Hicketts. So we're looking forward to uh, sitting down and talking some puck with Joe. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact. He played for Team Canada two times at the World Junior Championships. So, yeah. And I made a mistake when we were talking to him. I said that I thought he won golds twice, but he just won the gold one time. One time. But so I apologize in advance for making a caca. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because of the week, because of the week for episode 88. His name is Mr. Sage Roberts from LaRanche, Saskatchewan. His uh, his dad, Kev Roberts, messaged and says, I want my, can my son possibly be because of the week? And I said, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kev runs, the, helps with the LaRanche 80, 89, 89, I think, what are they, 89? I can't remember what they call it. The Freddy 89ers at the Freddy. Eh? Yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. So, and he helps out with the. Uh, there's a lot of good things for uh, that that area. He also also helps out. Well, his dad Kev helps out with the Indigenous Sports Academy, which Sage was a part of this past the past two seasons. Um, and Sage will be playing with the Labrange Ice Wolves out of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So, good luck, Sage. Uh, in the this upcoming hockey season, and uh, thanks to you and your old man for all the support you guys give us. So, Oof. uh, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs for episode 88? Oh, no, I just lost a sneeze though. Oh, what, what do you do when, when you have to sneeze? Do you look in the light? Um, I've gotten so proficient at sneezing that I can just make my nose twinge a little bit and I can sneeze. Really? Yeah. Without having to look at the light all the time. But I yeah, the, look at the light. But the sunlight and that light helps a lot. Hmm. Interesting facts. If, if you, you really want to help yourself sneeze, to, you know, what? just do that. Look at the light? Yeah. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals finished oh. last oh. week. Uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. Zach Whitecloud's white. Zach Whitecloud is part of part of Las Vegas. So congratulations to Zach and the boys for winning yeah. Lord Stanley over the Florida Panthers. Um Brandon Montour from Six Nations was part of the Panthers and had a very excellent uh Stanley Cup playoffs. Do you think oh, it was just coming coming out? I think so. Uh, like like each, there's a player like each year that has like a coming out party. Do you think this was Brandon's coming out I think- party? I think this whole season was part of his coming out. Finally, someone saw what he could do, and they let him do what he do. Do what he do. <laughs> they let him just do his thing, and his numbers and his ice time speak for itself. Yeah, because that one game, 
in the playoffs when it went what five overtimes, six overtimes. He played over yeah. sixty minutes. Yeah. So I'm like, ouch. That's like us playing in the men's league, though, eh? When we don't get off the ice. Yeah, we do that pretty yeah. much every time we skate. So <laughs> yeah, six minute shifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Zach, yeah, Zach Whitecloud won the cup. Like, how were you happy that they won the cup, or were you kind of jaded? Jaded, as Aerosmith would say. Oh, I'm high. It just seemed like Las Vegas was in a, such a rush to win the cup when they first came into league. Yeah, at didn't all the cost, right? Didn't the owner said, "I guarantee you that we'll win the cup in six years." Yeah, but you look at the market now between now and the '80s, right? Like the financial means to do to do a team like that. It's not like he uh he got castoffs, right? He was able to pick any anybody like any. Any second liner that was that's that was good from the National League, he they picked him up and they they blossomed like the first year, like James Neal, like it was unheard of. What were now, they calling those six players? The original six Golden um, Knights, the the original Misfits or something like that. Yeah, the, the Misfits. Misfits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a cool name. Yeah, but with you being an Edmonton Oilers fan, <laughs> how do you feel with Jack? Eichel winning a cup before Connor McDavid. And before Marner and uh, Matthews. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to throw that out there, uh-huh. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. I'm uh, I'm a little, uh, little perturbed. <laughs> I mean, Eichel can not win no individual awards, and McDavid can win year after year after year, yeah. but that's the one thing that that's the one thing I, players strive for. They want to lift I, that cup. Yeah. So, yeah. Like Pat Maroon. <laughs> Three in a yeah. row. <laughs> Three in a row. But uh, but they said TV viewings were down 45% yeah, they, to the year before. I think they were saying it's the all-time lowest Seneca finals in history. Why is that? It, it was good. I mean, it you was had good. two. Well, Florida Panthers was a Cinderella team. They were eighth, but... It was one and eighth, so it was pretty much almost like a David versus Goliath, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that's more Americans that weren't tuning in compared I think to Canadians? So. Oh, definitely. I don't think the American households really knew what was going on. It's they're yeah. marketed so poorly in the states. Like, Batman's got to give his head a shake. I mean, yeah, you got two southern teams, Vegas and Florida, yeah. right? So. But they did have the those two teams had the most Canadians compared yeah. to everyone else. They had like thirteen plus Canadians. Yeah. But after that, I saw a video clip of Dana White just talking bad about NHL and Gary Bittman and yeah. how it's it's like an old man's club, which is true. Every it NHL is. owner, they're in their late sixties or like seventies, eighties. Yeah. It's an old man's club and. It's their old school. They they don't want to go in today's technology or today's like how football's run, baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, especially basketball, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think they have to do something to switch how hockey is looked at in the U.S. Maybe well, Matthews has to. Maybe Matthews <laughs> has to get traded to the U.S. Yeah. Um, also, they're also wondering about. Um, 
why the NHL schedules every all eight games at night. Like I heard someone was tweeting about it. Why why can't they just stay in the afternoon? And everyone's gonna they, be well, maybe during the weekend. Yeah, during the weekend, yeah. Well, maybe well, because you have to I don't I don't agree with that. I don't either. Like you have to look at the player's schedule. Like you're asking someone to play six overtime periods and then have a two hour nap and then play at noon. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I went to the Minnesota Wild and Toronto Maple Leafs game in the US Thanksgiving weekend in Minnesota and the game started at two o'clock and it was really weird. Uh, like, that's an odd come, time. Come five o'clock, we, the game was done. I was like, okay, what do we do now? Because <laughs> we were staying in a hotel, so it was kind of weird. Oh yeah, going to a two o'clock game in the afternoon. But um, if you had a day, a day with the cup, if you won the cup, what, what would what would you do with the cup? I do lots. Like, I would. Uh, well, personally, I would. I'd probably take it golfing. I wonder Maybe, if anyone uh, took it like uh, sky sky uh, skydiving. <laughs> I wonder if there's but, things that you can't do with it. I would imagine if they're given a list. Okay, you can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah, because that because that guy that has a cup, he has to follow you, right? Yeah, the cup keeper or whatever he is is uh, affectionately co- known as. <laughs> That'd be a cool job, though, to be able to follow a cup. Yeah. So everyone on that team gets the cup for a day. So that's a lot of traveling. Yeah. So uh, Manitoba, how many? Six six players on Manitoba. That's not including their like general manager. Mm-hmm. So the cup will be in Manitoba like for like over a week. A good, yeah. Ten days, I think. Yeah. I don't know what I would do with the cup. Like if you had to pick one food you had you could eat out of the cup, what would it be? Hawaiian pizza. Uh, I'd eat nachos <laughs> with black olives in it. Ah, oh, you just ruined it. But I don't know if I'd want to eat out of the cup though. Like no. there's so many things that that have been put in the in the cup. Yeah. Like baby shitty asses and <laughs> I know. Like yeah. Like you'd really have to sterilize it and just mm-hmm. A lot of lot of wipes to wipe it down. <laughs> uh, the um, one food I don't know what I would eat. Maybe ice cream, like a big uh, uh, ice cream sundae. Oh, that'd be good. Or a poutine. Oh, poutine. <laughs> yeah, or cereal. I know guys did cereal. Yeah. Or be real niche and just put tea. <laughs> Cedar tea. Cedar tea, yeah. yeah. Just rest a cup. Craft dinner and wieners in the <laughs> uh hangover soup. Yeah. Well <laughs> click and macaroni and tomato oh, soup. Yeah, there we go. They're hitting the spot there. Yeah. I mean, I would just do something traditional like that. Be a traditional man. Hmm. I'm sure people are going to be doing a lot of funny things this summer. Yeah. I wonder what Zach's going to be doing. Oh. So maybe I'll ask him. Ask him, hey, what are you going to do with your day? Day with the cup. 
Mm. What up, Brock? Um, anything else before we head to our uh, interview with Joe? Yeah, I got a question for you as a yes. coach and as a former player in the MJ and all that good stuff. What At what point do you draw the line for playing injured? Is it if you have one broken rib, are you, you going to play? Or if you have two or more, do you not play? I'm just thinking of how many bo- how many boys that play. Because I, I would imagine once you lift that cup, all, all that pain goes away. Yeah. But at what point are you not being able to play the way you want to play and hurting your team? Like, like at what point, like if you got broken ribs, can you forecheck the way you normally oh, want no. to forecheck? So like are you are you are you hurting your team because they depend on you to do that in the corner and then they they can't you can't you're not yeah. doing that like I so think... that that male not not male pride not male ego but I think it's uh I think they want to do whatever they want to they want to do whatever they can to to win but they don't realize that they're really like they can't they just can't win with three broken ribs yeah I think the Chuck means well but. He he was playing hurt and he couldn't do mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like a broken sternum. Like you can't hit. No, you can't move a certain way. Like why not put a kid that's fresh legs, that's full of piss and vinegar, that's ready to go. Yeah, put him in because you're just wasting a forward spot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look at Zach Whitecloud when he was he was shaking hands with his opposite hand. Did you notice that during the handshake? But once no, he was, but no, but he was able to lift the Stanley Cup though pretty yeah. easy. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so this goes back to 2006. Uh, Doug Waite had his shoulder separated in Game Seven, and he couldn't quite lift. He, he was in pain the whole game, in pain, pain, pain. But hurts to talk about this. But when he lifted that cup, you could just see every pain, every scar, every battle, every blood that he that they. Go through. They just lifted a, just an ounce of every just everything was just elated. Did he beat the Oilers when he played yeah, for Carolina? He did. I wonder how that felt for him being a former Oilers captain. <laughs> I know. Yeah, beating your old your old team. <laughs> but yeah, like I would play through anything to win mm-hmm. that Stanley Cup, right? I mean, same goes if you're playing in the men's final. You're playing for twenty grand, thirty grand. You're going to be, be yeah. playing through injuries and aches and pains to win yeah. that that big cash so i would i'd play through to a certain degree if i yeah. had like a sprain sprained hand or my ankle was swollen or mm-hmm. i was bruised i'd play but not when it's something that's going to affect maybe kill me like a broken sternum like if someone would have laid him out he would have been yeah. toast right yeah there's a there's a fine line right mm-hmm. you are hurting your team and you're hurting yourself so just take yourself out. Even mm-hmm. though it's the Stanley Cup, it's you want to lift your kids like six yeah. months, five months down the road, mm-hmm. right? And be able to eat right and sleep right. Mm-hmm. Because I read a, a story that his brother had to help him out of bed and yeah, he had to help the tie his skates. And <laughs> who wants to play like that? But there it's a fine, it's a fine line. And I think a lot of people just gotta put their pride and think think. For the team first, then yeah. their ego second. So, yep, that's our two thoughts. Whatever, that's our two cents. Let's yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. let's go to our interview now with uh, Joe. Joe. Let's go. 
Whereas Hockey would like to introduce our guest for episode 88. He is from Kamloops, British Columbia, and he just finished playing this past season with the Iowa Wild of the AHL. Uh, Rez Hawkey would like to intru- introduce you our guest for this week, Mr. Joe Hicketts. Welcome to the show, Joe. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to, uh, to hop on the podcast here. Right on. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about your junior days. Uh, you played for the Victoria Royals at the WHL. How were your junior days? It was phenomenal. Uh, I I got there. I was you know I was Victoria's first pick after they got moved relocated from Chilliwack. So uh, I cut a lucky break. Not that Chilliwack's not a bad city, but uh, a city that's kind of world renowned like Victoria was uh, unbelievable to move to. And um, you know I get to spend four years playing there and five years as part of uh, the organization. And there's so many great memories, uh, teammates, friends, uh, both on and off the ice. Uh, I still talk to a bunch of teammates that I had there today. Uh, my billets were great, great coaches, just everything that you kind of wanted in a junior hockey city, Victoria gave me. And um, just, you know, lots of stuff to do. Uh, being right on the ocean, I like fishing. Uh, found some buddies with boats. So I was able to get out fishing quite a bit. And um, just enjoy everything that, that comes with junior hockey. It's kind of a new experience for everyone going into it. And you grow up, um, you know, with your fellow rookies, whether it's 16, 17 or old. So you kind of figure out your way around the league, around the city, around yourselves um, together. But uh, I loved every minute I, I was in Victoria. You played for uh, former NHLer Dave Lowry. Like, how was it being that 16, 17-year-old kid uh, getting coached by a guy who played in the show? It was intimidating. It was. Uh, he was He was a hard coach. He was very fair, though. And I think, you know, that's why he's gone on to, you know, what he's done in the NHL, both as, you know, whether it was an assistant in L.A. Um, then he went to uh, Winnipeg, took over his head coach there, and, then uh, just went to Seattle. and I think you can see the impact he's had with Seattle going on that, you know, couple round playoff run as a new franchise. So um, definitely intimidating, but uh, an honest, fair coach who, um, you know, as I got older, older per se, <laughs> 18, 19, um, you know, was, was really good for me. I think I learned a lot. Uh, I think I, you know, owe a lot of credit to, to him as, you know, for how far I've gotten and uh, how long I've, you know, played and hopefully will continue to play professionally. Um, you played for Team Canada at the World Juniors. How was it representing Canada at the world stage? It was, uh, it was special. I mean, that, that first year that, you know, we had the opportunity, or I had the opportunity to play World Juniors was in Montreal and Toronto and, um, as much as you want to think, you know, that every Canadian city loves, loves hockey and, you know, it's their passion. It's, it's basically their life come boxing day, uh, being in Montreal to start, then moving over to Toronto at new year's it's a, uh, it's a different animal. Um, basically you couldn't leave the hotel without getting bombarded by, by fans, by, uh, people just want to get pictures or, or just want to ask a question. It was uh, it was a very special experience, and 
one that I'll, I'll never forget. Um, we had a really good team and, you know, I was thankful for the opportunity to be on that team first, but uh, getting to win in a market like Toronto is something that, um, you know, I look back on it. It was just crazy. The, uh, the amount of people that were there uh, after the game at our hotel still, it, it, it was unbelievable. Bush is a big uh, Oilers <laughs> fan. He's he's a uh, he loves McDavid. How was it playing with McDavid when he was at that that age? I think it was it 16, 17? Yeah, I think he was yeah, I think he was right before his draft year, so 17. 17, yeah. And he I mean, he was you know, all the hype that you know I've heard about this Connor McDavid was was real. He was uh he's a special player, but he's a special person. Like he was phenomenal, he was awesome. And, uh, you know, he was a great guy to, to be around. Uh, obviously a little reserve shy, I think, at, at that, especially at that age on that stage, just, you know, didn't want to be out in the limelight too much. But, uh, no, he was great. Uh, I remember the next year um, uh, he was playing with the Oilers and uh, Victoria, we were there at Rexall playing Edmonton, uh, the Oil Kings in a, in a, just a regular season game. And, it was a trade deadline day, so the Oilers come into the rink, and we were playing a, a morning game. So they they were coming in the rink for a trade deadline, you know, make sure no one's got traded or and all that kind of thing. Have their meeting, then they were flying out. But uh, we were out, we were in the bottom of the of the arena and uh, kind of doing our warm up. And Connor walked in. I went over and said hi. And I remember coming back to the soccer circle and. You know, a couple of our 16-year-olds were kind of like wide-eyed, open jaws. <laughs> like, you just talked to McDavid. And I'm like, well, yeah, I played with him last year at the World Juniors. And they couldn't believe it. But uh kind of shows the guy he was willing to, to take a few minutes to talk to me. He was still in juniors. Right on. So uh what do you do with your two gold medals? Do you flash them off? I only got or... one. You only, only got, got one? Gold. Yeah. <laughs> The other year we we don't talk about it as much because no, I thought you had well, two. Sorry, no, we we lost in uh, we lost in the quarterfinals in Finland. Oh shit! So, eh? Yeah, so it wasn't quite the same experience, <laughs> but it was still it was still unbelievable nonetheless. I mean, Hockey Canada did such a great job of of you know organizing it and giving us everything we needed. We just fell short, and yeah, you know that happens in hockey, but um, no. Uh, and we're going to get my medal and my jersey, you know, put in a shadow box. But uh, that's been a project going on for, well, the last nine years or so, I think. <laughs> so maybe one of these days I'll finish it. But uh, I was actually, I almost had it finished and then the glass broke. So uh, I'm back to square one. <laughs> Always happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're just almost there and then you know a little wrinkle a little hiccup and now i'm back to square one so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> um so, uh, go ahead bush let's say so what was it like counting down from 10 seconds nine eight seven well i i don't know if i remember that it probably felt <laughs> like it was counting down from 110 <laughs> seconds yeah. but um no like People are always asking, it's like you almost like kind of black out during that. Like you just don't remember anything. Like it, you, as a kid, you you look up to that tournament so much, and you kind of strive. And I don't even know if you like. It's almost bigger than a dream as a kid to play in that tournament. And then when you're actually there, um, getting the chance to represent Canada, 
it, it you know you, you kind of you have to like pinch yourself at times but that last the last few minutes of that game was uh it, it was surreal i you're like deafened by the noise and then you kind of drown out the noise you don't hear anything and you know like i said the last 10 seconds i don't really remember what happened <laughs> Uh, I mean, even going the last period, like <laughs> I think we were up five four. Like we were up five one, and Russia made it five four in the second, I think. And it, we were kind of like just like hold holding on for dear life, and then we kind of got the game back under control. But it was just uh, I, I honestly don't know. I remember I think I stepped on top of the boards to get on the ice, and that's all I remember. <laughs> um. Uh- I guess I deviate from the um so okay. I watched I watched the World Juniors in uh 17 in Montreal and Canada lost in a shootout. Uh do you think a gold medal should what's well, as a as a player that has played at that stage, do you think a gold medal game should have been uh decided in a shootout or should be like straight overtime? I think it should be overtime. I, I don't like the shootout. Uh you know, I, I, I like it in regular season, but even even in like in, in short tournaments, I don't even know if I like a shootout. Like uh, those those points mean so much in in a short window that to basically put on the stick of one player, or, you know, leave it to your goaltender. Um, especially at that age, I don't think it's fair fair to the kids. I don't think it's fair to the countries. Um, but you know, at, at a gold medal level, I think you should play overtime. You know, as much as it takes. Whether you go five on five, four on four, three on three. I don't know. There's probably a lot of smarter people than me that can figure that one out. But um, I, I, I would have liked to seen overtime. And you know, if you if you're there for an extra couple of periods, well, so be it. The, the yeah. tournament's not going back up for another twelve months anyway. So, uh, and I get that you know you got flights and stuff to catch, but at the end of the day, the the game's gonna be over at some point, and yeah, everyone will get out. <laughs> After uh, Victoria, you signed an NHL contract with the Detroit Red Wings. How did it feel signing your uh, first NHL contract? Well, it was great. Um, you know, I did get drafted, obviously. So um, to get offered a deal um, within three, three and a half months of the draft happening, like I think it was like the ninth or tenth player signed from that draft class, and I wasn't even drafted. So um obviously a lot of hard work and you know i had to prove myself it wasn't like they drafted me and they had two and a half years to sign me like they had to make a decision within a couple weeks so um that was another you know dream come true moment and kind of i want to say that gave me the chance but i think it kind of gave me a, a leg up on making that world junior team that one uh if i didn't sign i don't know if i would have been there um I think, you know, once your name gets out there, I think there's a little bit more emphasis on, you know, maybe, oh, this an NHL team likes this guy. Maybe maybe we should, you know, pay attention a little bit. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, it, it's not life-changing money or it didn't change my life in that sense that I was going to retire the next day. But <laughs> it, it changed my life in, in terms of it gave me, a, you know, a little crack in the door to, to kick it open and uh, was able to be part of the organization for seven great years. How was it getting the call up to play for the Detroit Red Wings? That was, it was unbelievable. Um, it was after gaming Grand Rapids. I was sitting at, 
uh, a restaurant in Grand Rapids right across the street from the rink and my phone started ringing the coach called and you know, at first you're like, Oh, what did I forget? What did I do tonight? <laughs> like, why is he calling me? And, uh, he called and basically said that, you know, you're going up to, the plane leaves at two o'clock tomorrow from Detroit and, um, congrats and go have fun and like come get your gear at eight o'clock in the morning and we'll send you on your way type thing. So, uh, <clears throat> that was, that was great. And then, uh, hearing it was, was phenomenal, but I think when you get to call everyone, you know, your parents, grandparents, friends, people that help you get there, I think that's one of the most, one of the mo- most memorable things that I I'll carry on with me is getting to basically say, Hey, I, I achieved my dream, but I want to thank you for helping me do it. And, um, yeah, the, the call of my parents and grandparents were definitely, you know, highlights that game for me as, as long as, as well as the game, because the game was yeah. It was crazy. Uh, where did you play your for? Or, sorry, go ahead. So after you got your call, could you go to sleep, or were you so? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I slept that night. I was probably <laughs> nervous. I was going to forget something, whether it was passport <laughs> yeah. or something. But uh, no, the game was in New Jersey, so oh, nice. uh, played the Devils. Um, you know, which was probably good because it wasn't like it was in Chicago or Toronto or something. Like every NHL market's big, but it wasn't like an original six team I was going to play and like just be crazy. But uh, no, it was great. The it was the uh, the rink in New Jersey was packed. It was loud. And, um, I just remember going out there and you know the you scale in the dark and the lights come on and <laughs> it's crazy. Like the lights seem brighter. It seems like the puck moves a little faster. You skate a little bit faster. Like everything happens a little bit quicker. And um, like I said, th- that was basically the, the, the top of, of filling your dream as a kid. Do you remember your first uh, NHL point? Uh, yes, it was a power play point. I uh, was on the top of it. It's my second game against Pittsburgh uh, at home. Uh, in Detroit at the new rink and uh, I got the puck at the point I passed it over to I think it was Martin Furk who slid over to Franz Nielsen and Nielsen scored uh, <laughs> kind of like a three-man game up top so that was my first point and they got another point uh, that night as well so uh, I had two points that game Did you win a Calder Cup while you were in Grand Rapids? Yeah my first year we won How was that? That, uh, I, I would say that it it was almost better than winning the gold medal. Like, I, I still don't know how to describe it because as a Canadian and as, like, a Canadian kid growing up, like, watching the World Juniors, like, that's one of the biggest things ever. But, um, you know, when you turn pro and, and you go through the grind of a season – when you get to win with the same group of guys that you've been together with since September and it's now June 15th, like that reward at the end of that, of that journey is so great. And it like so much fun. Like it, it's, it was like a toss up between what's better, but um, no, it was, it was crazy. Uh, winning the Calder cup was, was one of the best times of my life. Uh, we had such a close team. We had such a good team. It, we had a team where we showed up the rank and we didn't 
like we didn't think we were going to win every game, but we didn't not think we were going to win. Like we had such a, a confidence, confidence swagger to us that um, we we were able to dominate. And I think we lost. Well, we swept. I think we lost four games the the entire playoff run. So four or five. So we had, we had a really good team, uh, well coached and. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was one of the funnest years of my, well, yeah. was the funnest year of my life. Um, what was your, do you have a favorite CD that you play in? Um, I, I love Austin, Texas. Uh, it's kind of got everything there. Uh, the rink's kind of a little bit out of, out of the way, but, uh, Austin's a great city. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, I love as well, so. Those are kind of the two cities that I like going to the most. Yeah, you played in for the Iowa Wild this past season. Like when you travel to those cities, Milwaukee, Rockford, like Winnipeg, do you guys do you guys take the bus most of the time? Um, so in our division we have uh Rockford, Chicago, Milwaukee, Grand Rapids, which are all bus. So Grand Rapids is the longest, it's about seven and a half, eight hours. Uh, Milwaukee is about six and then Rockford and Chicago are like four and a half, five hours each. So we bust those and then Manitoba, we fly to for the most part. Uh, and then obviously Austin. And then we play in Colorado, uh, Palm Springs. We all, we fly to, um, just because of the distance, but there was actually one time last year, like my first year in Iowa, um, that we, we ended up busting the Winnipeg. It was coming out of COVID and, we couldn't get flights there, so we're like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to bust the whole way. So we bust halfway, stopped in Fargo, and then continued to drive up. But, uh, you know, I, I don't mind the bus. We uh, we play cards. We have a good time. Kind of you know, just talk amongst ourselves and, and you know, really, you know, bond together that way. I was actually at that game when you played in Winnipeg. Cause uh, I was texting Bryce because he almost got into a fight that game, and I texted him after the game. Uh, I was kind of chirping him. Yeah, but, yeah, I remember that game. It was pretty well, much yeah. empty in Winnipeg that game. Yeah, like we were all probably pretty little ornery because we got stopped at the border, probably because of Bryce. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so like we we're. We got in at like seven thirty. Everyone missed reservations, and then um, I think we still needed like vaccine cards to get into restaurants, and no one had them because we were coming from the states. We didn't even know, so it was like basically ordering takeout, and it's nine o'clock at night. We have an eight, and we're trying to play a game the next day, and there's no one in the <laughs> rink because COVID. And it's the American League, and that happens sometimes. And we just been on the bus for twelve hours over two days, and uh yeah it sometimes it sometimes it gets to you and, and yeah. you know me or teammates on a fight and it's just part of the game yeah <laughs> uh, you played this past season with the iowa wild of the ahl uh how was your season I had a good year personally uh you know put up some some points put up some numbers which you know, is nice. And then uh, our team made the playoffs. And I, it was the only second time in franchise history that we made the playoffs. Uh, it was a short playoff run. We lost two games in overtime, and that was it. Um, but, you know, that's the nature of it. Uh, we put ourselves in a position where we had to play in that first round um, best of three. Um, and it didn't go our way. 
and you know that happened sometimes but uh we were right there uh both games went to overtime so obviously you know a bounce here there and it could be different but uh no I, I had a strong year I felt that um the team moved in a better direction than it did the year before um although like sometimes you lose guys that you know you wish you couldn't it's just the nature of hockey but um, that happens, but we kind of picked right back up where we left off and, and we're able to, you know, close down a playoff spot in the last game. And, uh, you know, anytime you make the playoffs, I think, you know, especially as a franchise that's only made it once, I think it, it's good for not only everyone playing, but like, like the younger guys, it's good for the older guys to, you know, get those games, but, uh, good for the city as well. The fans were behind us with, uh, great support this year and, uh, just, just a really fun environment to be in. A couple of weeks ago, you played for the PBCN Stars at the Freddy. How did you enjoy playing in that in the tourney? Yeah, it was it was a great time. Um, obviously, it's my first time, so I didn't really know what to expect coming in. But uh, Bryce Gervais, my old teammate in Iowa, um, knew a bunch of the guys and said, "Come on up." So, uh, got the the pleasure of seeing him again, um, first time in a little bit. But no, the tournament was great. Um, you know, it, it really well run. Um, uh, I had a blast. Uh, the, the The final day was a little tough. I never played four games in a day in my life. I don't think, but um, it was uh, it was quite the marathon of a day. But uh, no, I'm grateful for the opportunity and thankful for for you know PBCN and and for inviting me to come out and Bryce for giving me that kind of you know. Uh, contact but uh yeah it was a lot of fun you'll get to meet new people you get to see new faces see faces that i've seen around uh you know it was good hockey too and i think at the end of the day when you have good hockey people come to watch that uh the final game there was there was a lot of people in that rink yeah <laughs> yeah we, we were at that rink and it was uh, yeah that was a really it was a really good game yeah i, I think it was, yeah we i think sorry i think i was eating the hot dog when you were playing yeah, oh, so yeah. Hot dog and I'm like, that was yeah, that yes. was during your game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was crazy. We just kind of we kind of ran with steam, I think, uh, and that happens when you're playing four games in a span of eight, ten hours. So, but no, I I really enjoyed it. I had a blast. Uh, as a pro and first time participant, were you surprised by the talent and the pace of the games there? Um. A little bit, yes. I think I knew, like, I knew that every team was going to have three or four pros. And, you know, when I walked in the rink and saw, you know, uh, being in the American League, I can pick out helmets and gloves and pants pretty easy. Yeah. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, there, there's quite a few players. And then but there was also a couple of players that I thought were pro and it ended up being brothers of guys that I played against <laughs> or played with. So I was like, Hey, like Manitoba, like Winnipeg jet gear, Manitoba moose. I'm like, maybe he plays because I was like, I'm so-and-so's brother. I'm like, Oh, I know. I remember you, but yeah, I played with him. I played with the brother like eight years ago and in, in, in uh, like U 18s or something. So I'm like, Oh, okay. But, makes sense why you have all that gear but uh, <laughs> no it, it was really fast paced uh you no know, good goalies like they do a really good job of putting that tournament on 
what kind of sticks do you use like as uh curve and flex? Uh right now I'm using CCMs, uh the Jet Speed FT5, I think. Um 75 flex. And I honestly couldn't tell you the curve. I haven't changed my <laughs> stick uh, specs in I want to say seven years, six years. So basically, they just keep setting them with new paint on them. <laughs> and it, it's like a P28 or it's like a, I'm going to, you know, show my age here, but it's like across between the Medano and the Sackic. If the young okay, guys can yeah, figure that yeah. out. If the young <laughs> listeners can figure that out, good for them. But uh, it's kind of in the middle of both. What how about your, skates? yeah, oh, how about your skates? Uh, again, CCM skates, uh, the, the new jet speeds, FT4s or whatever they are, <laughs> the red, white, and black ones. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love them. I've been wearing them for, I've been wearing the jet speeds for the last five or six years now. Um, uh, some modifications to them that, uh, you know, I have the privilege of, of getting with working with the CCM rep. I put little donuts on my ankles and stuff that kind of hold them tighter and, uh, you know, widen out some of the parts, put old eyelets in, so that type of thing. But, um, yeah, uh, I like the skates. And then I use an old 652 tack tongue still. So <laughs> uh, I make sure those tongues are in there because I like, I like the old leather on them. I saw on your Twitter that you like the fish. Uh, what kind of fishing do you like to do yeah um i like lake like i mean i love ocean fishing i love going for salmon but being in camloops uh the ocean's not very accessible <laughs> so i leave that to when i'm down in victoria or know someone on the island or, or in vancouver but um a lot of fly fishing with rainbow trout uh chronomid fishing uh, up here is really big especially in the the late spring months while while the hatch is on but uh, also a little kokanee, which are like a landlocked sockeye salmon. Uh, troll for those, troll for rainbows, uh, just that kind of thing. And then we were just in Mexico with my family, and my uh, I was on the boat. My dad got a 68-pound mahi-mahi, so that was pretty cool. Nice. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, was, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, what kind of music do you like to listen to be- before a game and away from the wing? Wink, rink. <laughs> uh, away from the rink, I'm basically country and country for the most part, and a little bit of like classic rock in there. Um, I just I love country music and basically all I listen to before the game. Uh, I'm not actually a big headphone guy at the rink, but um, I do get tasked with the DJ job some days. So basically, whatever I'm in the mood for is what everyone's listening to. And uh, if they don't like it, they can go put their own headphones in. But um, no, like I basically, I'll I'll read, see, I'll take suggestions for for the most part. Whether it's uh, country mixes, rock mixes, play some like pop EDM, all that kind of stuff. Um, I always like playing stuff to get make sure the guys are fired up. I could really care less, but uh, sometimes, you know, being older, I, I make it seem like I care just so can have my way. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give young players coming up the ranks that are trying to make it in junior and up that ladder to pro? Uh, just stay with it. Like, 
you might learn something today that you might not be able to use or might not need to use for two, three years down the road. And, you know, I was telling a group of kids that, you know, the other day I was out helping my old trainer out at his hockey academy, uh, just showing little, little things like on a one time where I'm like, I learned this in juniors and I wasn't confident enough to use it till three years later. Um, so a lot of it just, you know, you got to keep working on it, keep working on the skills, uh, you know, your skating, your shooting, your passing. I think those are three skills that uh, you could never be good enough at. And, you know, from there, you, you can kind of build off of that. But, um, you know, especially for young kids, just enjoy the game. And, and you don't have to play it 12 months. Play it eight months a year, then go have fun. Go fishing, go play baseball, lacrosse, whatever you want to do. Go camping. I think that's uh, a big thing as well. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Well, Joe, uh, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your your uh, summer holiday to join us on the show. We uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it was great coming on, and, and hopefully the uh, the listeners enjoyed it. And, uh, wish you all the best going forward with it. All right, thanks, man. We appreciate awesome. thank it. You. Yep, thanks. All right, yeah, take care. See yep. Yep. Bye. Uh, hi. <laughs> hey, welcome back from our interview with Joe. Uh, I mean, what, what a great guy and what a great interview. Um, and it's awesome for him to give up some of his time during his off season to come hang out, hang out with us and talk about hockey. And I mean, to be, to be able to play in an NHL is, mm-hmm. is every, every uh, kid's dream growing up and he, he, uh, he lived it. So yeah, that's, uh, I don't care what people say. If you play one, two, three, four, five games in NHL, that's that's more than a lot. A lot McDavid. of hockey players. What? Sorry, I just meant to say that he also played with McDavid. Oh yeah, he also played with McDavid at the World Juniors. But if like it's funny when sometimes when guys say, "Oh yeah, he played. He only played three, four games in the NHL." It's like, dude, that's three, four more games than you. Yeah, I mean, you I made know. it to the greatest league in the world. So, like, mm-hmm. like I don't care what anyone says. You made you made it. So, it's just. But yeah, Joe's a great guy, and uh, well, I think he'll go back to the Freddy next year. It should I think be so, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, this week, this week's uh, Red Hockey Top Five, Bush Bushy, yeah, has the uh, the honor of. Uh, <laughs> This week's top five. All right. This week's Res Hockey top five is dun, dun, dun. top ah. five cup celebrations. Res edition. Number one, you obviously have to take it to the Powell grounds. You have to do it. There ain't no ifs and buster about it because you are giving thanks to everyone there that has supported you. Yeah, true. Yeah. And speaking of uh, being on the powwow, number two, you're going to make Bannock dough in the cup. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then number three, you're going to go uh, to the band office and use a cup to prop open the door. <laughs> then, then number four, you're going to you can promise chief and council that you'll let them hang with a cup if you get put on the banned uh, housing list. 
<laughs> Put me on top five. <laughs> yeah. And then number five, and last but definitely not least, is you're going to use a cup to hold ceremonial rocks for the sweat. Just really hot rocks, just denting the, <laughs> just denting the cup just from the heat. You could just see the before and after pics of that, eh? Just really warped from the heat. <laughs> yeah. But those are uh, those are what I would do if I, uh, you know, on the res. Just yeah, that'd be cool to make Bannock in it. Yeah, I know, eh? It's pretty sweet. Maybe <laughs> we'll, I'll shoot Zach a message and give him some ideas. Give him some ideas what to do. <laughs> uh, for those who are who looked at me while I was, I have this crushed strawberry. I bought it just because I was curious what it tastes like. It's gross, but I can't help but not not to drink it though. But I'm drink taking little sips. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's artificially flavored though, so it's not really strawberries. I mean, I like crushed cream soda or orange crush, but the strawberries not. I went to a store in Winnipeg where they sell foreign junk food pops chocolate chips and that was in the in the fridge and i think it was like three bucks but i won't be i won't be buying it again and i bought like a japanese coke and that was like three (laughs) bucks it it didn't taste no different i thought it was gonna taste different since it's foreign but nope um the freddy yes teams were announced last week the first 40 teams for the 2024 Fred Saskamoose Chief Thunderstick Tournament in Saskatoon. Yeah. Um, there are some teams that didn't make the cut this year that played last year. Um, is there any teams that st- comes to mind that stands out for you that that you see on the list? No, no, I'm just I'm I'm glad our boys on the East Coast are coming back again. The yeah, Oilers, the El Sepatog. El Sepatog Oilers, yeah. They're they're the only East Coast team. Mm-hmm. Um Moose Cree Scrappers, Eagle Lake Chiefs, and Six Nation Ironmen are the only Ontario teams. That's weird. Like there's not much representation from Ontario. I know. I, I mean, there's lots of Saskatchewan teams, three Alberta teams, four Alberta teams. Um, how do you how do you like each pro do you think each there's 40 teams? How many provinces? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Sing that sing that song that we used to sing in grade school. Newfoundland and PEI. No. <laughs> go for it, man. I never heard it. Brunswick. Really? No, Quebec, Ontario, and then you'll see. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC. <laughs> you missed Saskatchewan. You, I bet no, you I failed the song. Yeah, you did. Ma- Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC. Oh. Check the I recording. Heard, I never heard never that song that. before. <laughs> well, maybe it's just a King George thing in Kenora. <laughs> it must have been a Kenora thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like all the big guns are there. You got... Um, Kainai is going to be there again, which is good. Yes. It's good to see those boys back after yeah. uh, unfortunate, yeah, 
Well, who else? Who's the one team that did that against him? Godfish? Yeah, Flames. I don't see them in there, so they oh. didn't get... Boo-hoo. cut. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Bricks. He's a fucking yeah. cheater. I'm I'm sorry. Not I'm sorry, not sorry. Get a little passionate. That, that fucking coach should be goddamn ashamed of himself. Yeah. Fucking idiot. So... But we still love our boys from yep. from the Braves. Mm-hmm. They had nothing to do with it, and they didn't know. Nope. But uh, yeah, the Flames are not in there. You got the defending champs, Cross Lake Islanders. Yep. Then the champs the year before, Norway House Bruins. A lot of good teams still. Yeah. Well, you figure the the core of Norway House and the core of. Uh... Cross Lake, that's been a little rivalry, so that that's gonna be good. Good couple of years left. Those boys, they're gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Those Manitoba teams, I think every year you either had two to four teams in the top four. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's forty teams times three. That's hundred and twenty pickup spots available for you, Bush. Will you crack the top 124 imports? Oh, oh, you know what? I'm just letting you guys know. Um, whoever's this day, I'm starting my uh, workout regime. I'm starting to run uphill both ways, barefoot. <laughs> Mine and, and plus 40 temperature, barefoot in the snow. Or you should ask our bro Mickey to play. Oh, you yeah. Vic Huskies. Just say I block shots, not by uh, purpose, but accident. But I still block them. <laughs> yeah. And I and I don't do the flamingo. Nope. I don't but lift I... my leg when the <laughs> shots coming. But that'd be cool to just you just they, taking like, taking the warm up and like I wouldn't even go out. Like at our at our age, right? There's not too many uh, old timers playing. Like guys. Well, there's a couple of boys playing in their 40s, but not not too many. So, um, you know what you should get for your skates that block, like that Kevlar that the NHL defensemen use. Oh yeah, Ronger use those. No, you know the padding that the now like the new like how kids do it nowadays. It's just like a piece of Kevlar on your your oh. skate and huh. okay. So you don't you can just block shots it's like ting ting and yeah. just stand there. It's like, did you even shoot, bro? Okay, <laughs> name all forty teams. Hurry, one, two, three, go. Are you gonna? No. Do you have a list of all forty teams? I'm not gonna name all forty teams. Give me a second. Okay, you name twenty. I name twenty. Okay, you go for the first little bit. Okay. Oh man, we're gonna butcher names. <laughs> That's. Pontiac, Pats, Saskatchewan, Ranklin, Inlet, Falcons from Nunavut, Inuvik Huskies from the Northwest Territory, Sucker Creek Capitals from Alberta. I'm not going to say where they're from. It's going to say the community because yeah. Sampson Hawks, Kainai Braves, Kualan Dunn Predators, Alexis, Nakota Sioux, Onion Lake, Border Chiefs, Canoe Lake, Young Guns, PBCN Stars, La Range 89ers, Whitefish Flyers, Sunday Lake Chiefs, Muskeg Lake Blades, Red Pheasant Rebels, Kisi Coos Rangers, Brown Lake Bears, Beardies Blackhawks, No Way House Bruins. Cross Lake Islanders, OCN Winterhawks, Sioux Valley Buffalo, Saging Braves, 
Fisher River Cree, Peguis Mohawks, Frog Lake T-Birds, Moose Cree Scrappers, Eagle Lake Chiefs, Six Nations Ironmen, Wendake, Wendat, Quebec, Wendat, see? Aquasauce, you were doing good. You were shot, Mark Mani Utenam, Pessament, Montagne, Kid Again, ZB Bulls, Mysticini Trappers, Sutina Seven Chiefs, Washkaganish Wings, Talton Bear Dogs, and last but definitely not least, we're excited, the Alcipatog Oilers from New Brunswick. I'm gonna oh. go see us. I'm gonna go see those boys in a couple in a couple weeks. I like Some the 3019 Talton Beer Dogs. Bear Dogs. Bear Dogs, yeah. That's a BC. cool name. Yeah. Bear Dogs. I think that's my favorite name so far. I mean I apologize the... to our to my French speaking brothers and sisters and cousins. I butchered up your name. I was doing so good till I got to that one. You were. <laughs> I think you butchered every Quebec name. Well, you got this <laughs> Miss Disney, right? You got the KZ Bowls, right? So yeah, you did pretty good. But yeah, you sound that sounds good, man. <laughs> but yeah, the very very good list. Um, w- would you want to do an early prediction of the Freddy? No. Oh, is it, you know is what? it too early? No, I don't think so. I have if if they agree, if everybody agrees to play with them again, I really want to okay. watch the Kainai Braves. Let's, yeah, let's pick a team without, without imports that will, if they didn't have, if the Freddy didn't have imports, what team would win it just based on community teams, uh, community players? Well, if we're going to go with no imports, I'm going to go with uh, Cross Lake. They got. They I'd got go with, <laughs> I don't want to be biased, but I'd go with Moose Cree Scrappers. I know you would. <laughs> That's I'm not being biased. No, I like. Or I, I'm not picking favorites. Or man, when when Caden had that last chance in the last thirty seconds, do you remember that play that I'm talking about? He, he yeah. jumped up the play, they passed, and then as that the ice was, it just oh, it's like everybody else. Oh my god, <laughs> he's it got was it. Like, oh. It was like back in the day when Pittsburgh Penguins won their first cup, and Lindstrom yeah. came on that left side. And he got that rebound and flurry just out of nowhere. Oh, I know. Came and he stopped him. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like three seconds left in the game. That was the exact play. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because I was, I, I, I even, I didn't even mention that Jackson, like I told, yeah, Jackson, I mean, sure we're watching that when Caden got that puck, we all, we all kind of held our breath because we thought for sure he was going to snipe it. He just kind of like, yeah, man, that was a, that was a hollow. It was like, oh, that's so exciting. I don't know. That's, that's the good thing about the Freddy guys. You really have to go there in person to experience mm-hmm. the talent, the the tempo, the pace of the game because yeah. it's uh it's it's really good hockey and you have to really go there and experience yourself to really to get an understanding how good Indian hockey is and um yeah, hopefully we get to see you in 2024. Bush and I yeah. will be there again. Yeah. So, um I I'm Really confident in the Alcipatog, though. Like, yeah, I uh, who who they're saying that they're going to come a day earlier next year and, and get that skate out of their uh, get that rust yeah. skate, whatever. I think, I think they lake. said, yeah, I think they said they're going to come down on a Tuesday, 
yep. skate Wednesday just to get their legs moving because mm-hmm. yeah, flying more than halfway across the country yeah. on Wednesday than playing like Thursday. That's yeah. tough, man. Because they were flying Saturday afternoon games. Yeah. They were like they were they're probably the team to beat. Like they're awesome. They're flying. They got everything going on. My uh if I had to pick one game I'd between the two teams I would like to watch, it'd be the Oilers against Moose Creek Scrappers. Yeah. They play similar to that crash and bang game. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of guys who can skate with the puck and shoot the puck, and they got big defensemen who like to hit. Like <laughs> yeah. Trey, Caden. Yeah. So that would be like one game if they well, were in plus, the same division. Plus those defensemen, they can grab it, and then they'll just go hard they'll then they'll make offensive play out of not out of nothing right it just seems like how yeah. it's awesome uh big news Con- i just want to say congratulations on uh bush finally has an iphone <laughs> yeah i do bush for years and years has had a sunk son <laughs> so now he's uh he came over I'm to the good us. guys he's yep. one of us now, every time I message, it doesn't go green. It goes blue. <laughs> like Oilers. Like the Leafs. F the Oilers. What, uh, <laughs> what What kind of iPhone did you get? The 14. 14 Pro? I think it, I think it's a plus. Maybe the Pro. I can't remember. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, my kids always ask, oh, what, Dad, what kind of phone do you have? Or my nieces mm-hmm. and nephews. And it's like, I don't know. It's just an iPhone. I don't know what number it is or if it's a Pro or not. <laughs> it's only like kid. Teenagers are so hung up on, like, if it's the what kind of phone it is. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just it sends texts and emails. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it answers phone calls. It's good enough for me. It doesn't have to be a pro or have four cameras on it. And but what made you change to an iPhone? Um, what made you leave the dark side? What? What made me come with? You know what? As with all things, I don't know. I just getting tired of the Samsung. I think I did have an iPhone before when when they first when I first went to smartphones, so I liked it. Um, I did the reason the only reason why I switched to this to the Android was because you could because uh, that was two thousand and two thousand ten because when I started downloading movies, I used to put them on my phone so I could watch them. Because there were there weren't because uh, the data plans back then weren't were horrible. Yeah. Well, so, they're still horrible. Yeah. Well, no, they're good now, but you couldn't stream a whole uh, like TV episode or anything on your phone without worrying about like if you weren't off Wi-Fi, you had to worry about that. So, so that that's the only reason why, really. So now you got you can stream anything anywhere. True. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just want to say welcome to the. To the family, the Apple family. Yeah. Do you uh do you still listen through Spotify or do you do Apple Music? I do Google. I do YouTube Music because I was with the Android. Did you have to put like YouTube Premium? Is that what you buy? I think or do so. You, or do you just sit there and listen to the commercials? No, way through a song. <laughs> no, I got. I, I subscribe to it because I I make because I made a bunch of playlists without interruption, yeah. right? Because because uh, I play volleyball on Wednesday nights, so I have my own volleyball playlist. Just really you know? pro. I I gotta get uh, my head <laughs> in the game. I gotta 
listen well, to my volleyball pre-list. Well, that night I listened to a lot of soundtrack music, or the original orchestra scores, and uh, I have a bunch of playlists of that. <laughs> uh, what, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was playing, playing in Portage this past year, and a guy on our team, when I was playing for Pegwes, our old-timers team, he had Spotify, but he didn't have Spotify Premium. So <laughs> midway, halfway through the song, a fucking commercial would come on, and <laughs> there goes a minute of our uh, trying to get in the, our heads in the game, listening to a pump-up pump song, and nope, commercial, and like the song would continue. It's like it was pretty <laughs> funny. Just don't be cheap, man. Just buy premium and exclude the commercials. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, um, sorry. We got to to our listeners here. The teams, those are 40 invited teams. They haven't confirmed yet. Yeah. So there's a chance that teams might, won't be able to make it. And they'll have, uh, when we saw Neil and Gabe back in Saskatoon in May, they said they have like a big list of teams yeah. that are ready to, uh, ready to play, ready to step up when teams are mm-hmm. canceling. So that's a really good thing, though, to have teams on standby. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you how, how big of a tourney this is and how special it is to play in the Freddy that teams are really willing to play in like a second. So that's, that's awesome to see. Uh, before we go, I just want to mention Click Cup is happening next weekend, yeah. Uh, Canada Day weekend in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, the C- Click Cup is uh, a tournament in the memory of my good friend, the late Casey Tate. Um, he used to call himself the Great One. He used to call himself Wayne. But uh, yeah, uh, it's a memorial tournament. It's a draft style tournament where players sign up. And the organizers will name certain people captains, and they'll just pick from the pool of players. So uh, my buddy Titus Semple has been part of this tournament for a number of years, and he's one of the main organizers. He, him and Casey were really good best friends um, back back in Thunder Bay while Casey was still with us. Um, this tournament was started to help those from the north that had to move away from home to receive dialysis dialysis care in Thunder Bay with the financial assistance from the money that's generated from this event and from various various sources, they are able to help those individual and families. So they're giving back to those who who need this uh, financial support because it's hard to be able to to, uh, move from a flying commute in the Thunder Bay because all over Canada, rent's expensive, Right. Yep. And that dialysis, it, it's hard on the body. It's hard on the whole family. And just that financial support that they're they're able to give back, it's huge. Because before um, Casey passed away, he was on dialysis. So it's really good that these uh, Titus and them are giving back and helping these families who, who have a hard time struggling. Because a lot of the times when you're on dialysis, you can't work. You got to go on um disability because it takes it takes so much out of you out of your body mm-hmm. right you're in dialysis about three times a week from 6 a.m to 12 1 in the yeah. afternoon so you're sitting there and you it's hard to do things after that because it just physically mentally just drains you right so uh i just want to mention the click cup because i will be going to the click cup this year uh, i will be playing i'm excited 
Unfortunately, Bush has prior. He has a busy prior engagement. He has a busy summer coming up. Uh, he's going to Halifax to go watch his daughter play soccer for Team Ontario. So, oh, I had a burp there. So, unfortunately, <laughs> Bush. Strawberry uh, crush. Yeah, strawberry crush tastes like shit. Tastes <laughs> like caca, I mean. But, yeah, Bush isn't able to attend, but I'm able to attend. And then I was talking to Titus today, and I was I told him, I think I'll get emotional because this is going to be my first time going to, to this oh. tournament in honor of Casey and uh, I played against Casey a number of times, and he, this guy is—he was the type of the guy that he'd give you the shirt off his back. And right. there's not too many of those guys around these days, and he's a super nice guy. And so uh, it's sixty dollars to play. June twenty fourth is the deadline. Um, EMT—they have a Facebook page, the Click Cup. So check it up. They're gonna have a a shag in honor of Casey Tate this Friday night and Saturday night. No, from June 30th to July 2nd, they're going to have a gospel jamboree at Victoria Inn on Arthur Street. So go check out some gospel music. And so, uh, yeah, I'm look, really looking forward to this tournament. It's going to be fun. Um, there's a lot of players that were on the show that will be going, like uh, Nate Breer will be there. Trey will be there. Trey Bunn. Uh, who, who else did I see? I, I think Brandon Stanley might be going. I know he played in it last year. So there's a lot of good players that played in the Freddy that will be going. So it's going to be a lot, uh, really good hockey. So once I get the puck, I'm just going to ice it and ring it around the boards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else before uh, we skedaddle for this week? Uh, nope. I'm good. Nope. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, anything you want to mention about uh, your bush? <laughs> your bus um no 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 remember uh go to manscape.com type in the code res hockey to receive 20 percent off your purchase when you purchase a kit and with on top of that you get free worldwide shipping so yeah you know what's in the kit what's in the kit you got you got a couple art- articles of sh- uh, swag Nice T-shirt and uh, some underwear. Yeah, it's always good to get new gitch, guys. Yeah, and you got a you got a traveling bag, traveling shaving bag. Yeah, and a, there's a lot. It's a, nice, a nice toiletry bag, eh? Yeah, you get a lot of good goodies, man. Um, like we said earlier in the show, when you purchase a kit, it's going to help support us. Yeah. So, um, thank you in advance for um for your support. We really appreciate it, so. Yeah, manscape.com and don't forget res hockey is the promo code. Uh anything else? That's it. I think that's it. Yeah. I do that's believe it. that's it. Uh yeah, so thank you for joining us on episode 88. Bush is just playing with his shaver. Yeah. Uh Bush will be sh- doing a video uh before and after. Yeah, before and so, after. I'm gonna do it. So uh tune in for that well we'll post it on our social medias and remember guys go to our facebook and like our our uh, facebook page res hockey yeah uh twitter instagram i mean we post we made a post about zach white cloud winning a cup it got over nine hundred and seventy-five thousand views yeah like interactions yeah but like only a couple thousand like six thousand seven thousand people like our facebook mm-hmm. so Take that extra second, like, like, and follow us. 
Yeah. We're on YouTube, Res Hockey, Res Hockey Podcast. So yeah, go to I'm that be, if uh, you don't. Uh, posting videos of me training for the Freddy. I'm probably going to start training uh, last week and uh, be running uphill again. So, so yeah, um, if you don't like listening to us over like Apple or Spotify, we're on YouTube. So watch us watch Bush the whole for an hour and bit. So. <laughs> But yeah, uh, have a good week, guys, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Next week. Peace. Peace.